0: My name is uh, Trevor Harris and thank you for coming to the first episode of the gorillas of Sacramento podcast. Um, the, the purpose of this podcast is, is a free-flowing conversation centered around local filmmakers in the Sacramento area whether you're a student or a grown man like me that's also a student or somebody else who's you know just trying to you know go down the path of making a movie it's it's a pretty daunting endeavor when you're about to take that first step and I'm here today with Ethan Eskelson. Ethan Eskelson is a local filmmaker. Uh, He just won the best 48-hour film festival at the Sacramento International Film Festival for a film called 35 and Dog Gears, and was also a previous winner in 2021 with the film Alternate Timeline. And uh, I've got him here today, and go ahead and say hello to everybody.
1: Hey, how you doing, Trevor? I appreciate you having me on.
0: Of course, of course. And, And, you know, when you went into a 48, you got, you know, you you don't know a lot. And for people that aren't familiar with 48s, if you want to explain what that's like for them.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. So the, the 48, it's essentially, you're gonna, you're gonna write and make and edit a a movie in 48 hours. And so on Friday night, they'll have a meeting and they'll give you um, a genre. They'll give you a, at least this contest did a a quote of dialogue, um, an item, You have to put in your movie um, and a character name sometimes. Um, And they just do that to ensure that people are making them over those uh, those 48 hours. Um, So they give you that and then you run off and do your thing and create your movie and then turn it in normally uh, by like midnight on like Sunday night. So it's a real real push. To
0: clarify, you know, the the scope of the projects. And I think it seems like, you know, in your first one, you have a a little bit larger of a scope than... You and then more of a narrow scope in your second one, which is much more personal. And I think that's a pretty interesting thing. Did you? Did you? Do you feel like that? Is that a wrong in- interpretation for me, or or do you? No,
1: that's that's spot on. Yeah, the 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 alternative timeline. Um, that one was my first one, so I hadn't done like a forty-eight previously. Um, and I had always gone in Sacramento. They have something, or they used to have something called the ten by ten. And it was, they'd give people 10 days to make a 10-minute movie. Um, and I used to always go to that with a buddy of mine. We loved it. And it was so killer. And I always thought, oh, I'll probably, I'll, I would love to do this one of these days. You know, that would be so great. And um, with the 48-hour, I finally, like, I think it's during COVID, I finally, like, got the information. and was on the list. And and knew when it was going to happen. And I actually went to the meeting in 2020. And I had a buddy that was going to do it with me he kind of like ghosted me after the meeting on Friday night and I completely aborted. I was like, I'm not doing it, whatever too much, too much. Um, and then that last or then the next year I, uh, I went in there and, and was like, okay, I'm going to do something. Um, and I knew, I knew kind of to keep it fairly simple. So like, that's like a one location, you know, movie. Um, so I knew to keep it kind of simple and that worked out well for me knowing like, okay, I'm just going to shoot for a few hours, you know, Saturday morning or something. So when I got to this one, I definitely, um, and we had just finished working on your movie, um, you know, man in the alley. And so I was definitely like, let me like keep this as simple as possible. Let me, I think I said to you, like, I'm going to go make a movie in a cave Because I just needed to like (laughs) spend some time alone, essentially. I get it. um, After you know working with a lot of people, yeah. Um, So yeah, it was definitely a conscious decision to to keep it small and and make sure that I could pull it off without losing my mind.
0: Absolutely, and 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 it's hard. You know, they're all babies. But if you had to pick a favorite child, do do you feel like you being in a cave was more beneficial than you know like at least emotionally or like you know stress wise? You know, being able to just kind of worry about you and whoever was filming you. You know, for, you know, you know, because you kind of worked in sort of a montage way. And did that did not having as much pressure trying to keep things together, do you think contributed to the focus and being able to accomplish it? You know, in the way that you know that your vision kind of came true, exa- not kind of, but it came true. I be- it feels like you're giving us like a pure unfiltered look at your vision. And it's really impressive in forty-eight hours to do that. And I, I think everybody in the theater that saw it, and people here don't know the movie. The movie is essentially a—it's—it's a, it's a connection with with you and your beloved dog Bella, beautiful dog, and, and you know, wonderful soul, and just sort of this, you know, tribute to a life lived and your relationship with her and your relationship with yourself. And it just was very introspective, while also being this beautiful contribution to you know a festival that otherwise was filled with the movie like mine where you're disemboweling a, uh, a mogwaii <laughs> you know? and, and it was, Ugh. you know, and that's what a lot of the 48s end up being. They end up being a movie where people go ape shit and, you know, cause, you totally. know, and, and it was so refreshing to be in that theater and to just see just a real piece of work. And I mean, that, that, that was just really impressive. And did you, I guess back to the question, Do you feel like going into the cave after being around a bunch of people? Because I don't think people who make, you know, when you go into making a movie, I don't think you realize you're going to be immersed with people, their timelines, their schedules, you know, and, and, you know, I obsessed over parking lots. I sat in a parking lot for eight hours a day for a week trying to map people's comings and goings so I could approach them. (laughs) I don't know if that was the healthiest way to do it, but like, you know, when you get out of a project like that. Did you find it to be a relief? Was it cathartic to just kind of go back into your space and create?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, It's cathartic to just, yeah, to just go keep it simple and just go into my space and not have to, like, discuss it with anyone. Um, that's huge for me. And then, two to just not have to, I guess, discuss it or explain it you know, like to, to just be able to go, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'll need, you know, and, and keep those things pretty simple. Um, I just had one guy, you know, uh, James come and follow me and Bella around in the cart. you know, for those shots. Cause I knew I would need those. Um, but yeah, for me, it's funny. Uh, a lot of like, what is, or one of the big things that's, that's, that's tough for me with filmmaking is like, explaining myself and getting in my own way and that usually has to do with like like in my own brain like justifying whatever it is that I'm doing um and so you know I I definitely you know just like putting my head down and going at it all myself um is pretty effective and to get it done quick and I recognized with the 48 like the last thing I wanted to do was be sitting in a room with five people on Friday night deciding what we were gonna do smart like that just that just <laughs> stresses me out completely <laughs> yeah. um and so this like alleviated that this was just like I'm just gonna go do my own thing I don't even need any actors yeah. you know yeah um so yeah
0: no it's, yeah it's, that's wonderful then you got there's a beautiful voiceover on there and I mean that 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 must have not even been too much either to just kind of be able to pass the material off to somebody, and then when you're doing a forty-eight, I imagine it's sort of like if it's not right, you know, at least it's not so long I can't get a second take. But I mean, you just kind of entrust it, and it, you know, it obviously it worked out amazing, and, and the voiceover work. And please give me—I cannot remember the name of the individual that uh, did the voiceover for you. I'd like to give her a credit, Cheryl
1: Klein. Yeah, yeah Cheryl Klein. This is very she did she did do a, a great job. I was really I was really happy with that, and. And that's a friend of mine that I've known her for like 20 years. Um, So it was great. It was like, it was like, I was able to give her very, very limited, you know, direction and, and just ask her to record it and just kind of go with whatever emotion she felt and, and all that. And like, she knows Bella and she knows me very well. So it was, it was great in that sense that there was already, I think her just reading the words, um, emotion came through. You know, whereas Absolutely. somebody maybe I didn't know or, or you know, just depending on the situation, if it was just a regular actor that didn't have history or anything like that, maybe it wouldn't have, have landed as well. And that's what's kind of fun with the 48 is you have no time to, like, think those things through or, like, you know, rationalize it. Right. It's like it only it just happens and then it works or it doesn't. And then that's what's fun is then you look back and you're all, oh, yeah, that worked out. Maybe because of this, or maybe because of that. Um, did but it, I, I really, I really like that aspect of it?
0: And since it since it operates essentially sort of like a montage. I mean, did you did you feel the like watching it? The words that are being said align so well with the images on the screen that it, it feels it feels like, where, did you make deliberate choices? Like this part of this, I would like to include a bell of running by the river and talk, you know what I mean? Yes. And that stuff. And then, yes, right. And, yeah. and that was just done so well. And I find it so impressive to, to know the images. And I mean, I think when we do something personal, especially, you know, in, in you know, something seriously personal that we're going through in real time, I think the the synchronizing of our vision and the pictures comes a lot faster, than if we're trying to create something we think is cool or something we want to see, right? You know, I, I, and I and I think that really came through. And I think when you look at the 48, you see a lot of movies of people like me or somebody, people ask me, why'd you make your movie? And it's like, because I want to know what the inside of that thing looks like. Like, you know, so, but, but like when you know deeply, like, you know, with Man in the Alley, it was like, well, you know, this is coming from like a dark, shitty place. So it was like, I know what these images look like. And I know how these words fit with that. And I... You, you kind of, and I think like the movie gods Shine on You" when they, you know, you, the the idea comes when you're at a place like that, and you know when you're dealing and you're working through stuff, you know, it's painful, but I think it works out better than. I mean, I've I've tried since to write things that aren't personal, and they're a lot harder. It's a lot harder. It's a lot harder to do something that you know isn't coming from the you know the the most tumultuous or you know prolific profound thing happening in your life. And that process, yeah. and that process gets really very difficult to try to work through because it's like well why do you want that and it's because I want to see it oh, okay <laughs> I don't,
1: well. right that's well that's a great point is the is the thing about you know it's kind of funny like is it harder is it harder when it doesn't matter or is it just that it's like that that's it is interesting right it's like it's like when it matters it's like it, I don't know it's it's weird. It's weird though cuz I don't even know that I I thought about going into it. I just thought I was going to make like a cute little movie about Bella. You know, I don't necessarily think that I meant for it to have the emotional impact it ended up having. Um it was just when I started writing it, it just you know, it it it, it leaned on where she is now like at the end of her life. Um and I think that just added you know, that emotional impact that I missed. I wasn't necessarily on Friday night before I wrote it. I wasn't thinking like, oh, this is going to be a heavy hitter or like, you know, (laughs) like sad or any of that. Um, But to your, to your thing about putting things in a certain place, like I definitely did. I wrote the, you know, the script um, and it was edited down. She had, she read more words than were in the final thing. Um, I actually removed some stuff, but then what I did is I, then I went in afterwards and I knew I had all this footage and I had my own stuff from her from, you know, pictures and videos and stuff from our our life together. And I I kind of broke it all down. And I I was like, OK, I'm mentioning this here. What could go here? You know, what could go here? Um, like, I think there's a part about her saying, you know, something about when she's going to, you know, like she's worried about me when she dies or something like that, you know. And I consciously put a picture of her with like sunglasses on and a visor, sitting on a bench. That's a real funny picture, just to like add some levity or add some like some lightness, right. In that point. Um, and it's optimistic. You know, it it feels just a, not completely overwhelm people.
0: As a as a viewer, it felt optimistic. I, I, rem- oh, I remember that very clearly. I remember, you know, she's worried about you, but this sort of it's sort of you telling everybody that, like, you know you're not losing all the light it's just you know it's a little dark out at the moment but you know it's sort of like I you being able to acknowledge that there needs to be humor here means that there's still light inside of you that's what it conveys to me oh, as, yeah to me yeah. as the viewer and I think you know that definitely I mean it's definitely levity you know face value but it also is like we it becomes very clear when you're watching it and I, and I hope everybody that's listening to this goes and seeks it out um it's on your YouTube right
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, absolutely
0: and that's uh, yeah Ethan Eskelson film uh
1: you know what just Ethan Eskelson okay. uh, you'll see uh you'll see that Eskelson film company banner there but yeah it's Ethan Eskelson yep yeah. if you're searching for
0: it yeah please please subscribe and, and, and uh, Ethan is a, is an experimenter a uh, a regular experimenter so there's some some really fun stuff to look at you know he's a he he, he plays more than I play I wish I could I I, I I had the gumption to do it I just I always sit there and I just want to write. Somebody actually asked me the other day. They, uh, they were like, "Well, if you can't make something today, write something." And I was like, "To me, writing a, to me, writing is like riding a bike. I ride my bike. I can get on my bike and ride it anywhere, pretty effortlessly. And it doesn't mean that it's perfect. It doesn't mean that I don't fall down on my way. But like, I'm riding yeah. it to get to the beginning of making it. Right? I'm so like in my head. And I don't know. You, you, you seem you have a you have more of a I don't I don't know if discipline is the right word, but." More of an eagerness to like play. And, I, and I'm and i trying to find that. And I think, it's, uh, I think it's very important too, especially for, you know, you're learning, like you have all this equipment, you have all this shit lying around and you're like looking at it, you're like, I need that in me as a writer first and foremost. I'm like, well, I have to have something
1: written before I can bust that camera out.
0: <laughs> and I think...
1: Oh, I know what you mean. I'm, I, you know, it, it's funny because the stuff that I've done, like the small scale stuff that I'm just playing with, it's more like playing with like a tool. Yeah. Like the green screen, or like, you know, oh, I, I'm learning how to like clone people in Adobe, you know, or something like that. Um, because I'm the same way. Uh, if 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 like you and me were getting together and we're gonna like, you know, film some buddies or something, I kind of need something, right? I need like a plan. I need like, if it's not a script, like a shot list or something, because otherwise, I kind of like. I don't know. It's hard for me to operate in the moment and do anything um, if I don't have a plan. Like in those situations, so I'm I'm with you. I, I feel like having having a script or something to do is good. But then I guess I guess that's the difference. Is it's like, oh, okay, am I making a movie or am I just kind of like playing with something? Um, right. You
0: know. Right. And then um, and and I think like I feel strange, you know, you know, going into new projects now because, you know, when we worked on the the movie together that, you know, over the, over the early spring, things just went unrealistically well.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: I mean like, and since then I've, you know, tried to get into two projects and you know, they both hit their own individual snags and it doesn't, you know, it's not bad, good or indifferent, but you start to, you know, now I'm starting to get like the, the cold splash of water in the face that uh it kind of goes back i don't know who said the quote but like movies like don't get released they escape and it's just like you even just like want to you want you want you want to you want to take that first step and sometimes just you know we did a read through of one movie and i you know i was happy with i'd written you know tried to rewrite it and work it and then it just it didn't work it was bad it was bad it was like, <laughs> I, was like I don't know what to do with this thing and then worked on another one, got really close, spent a bunch of money. And if you're listening out there, be very careful about how excited you are on a project. Uh, Because it can be costly, either financially or emotionally, to get far down the line on something. And you have, the only thing that you really have control over at this level of filmmaking is your script, if you're the one who wrote it. (laughs) And other than that, Everything else can change in a moment. I was supposed to shoot shoot a movie uh, this coming weekend. And within 48 hours, I had lost half the extras, my sound guy, the cinematographer, and it all just fell apart in an instant. And I felt pretty—I was okay with that because, you know, I think at that point I realized if it's this fluid, it's that not ready.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Well, and what can you do? That's the thing. It's like like you said, all you can control are a couple of things. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I guess you could like beat your head against a wall or something, but it's just kind of like, okay. And then there's always that, you know, there's always that part of you that's like, well, crap, I wish we, you know, like Sunday will come and you'll be like, well, darn, I wish we had just filmed that yesterday. That would have been freaking rad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) You
1: because then we'd be, you'd be sitting down to edit it you know oh yeah um, yeah yeah but that's the thing it's like with with all these things like if we were painters or something we'd go and do our painting but it's like yeah with film it's like there's always there's a lot of people involved so it's a, it's a juggling act that's for sure Well, I told you like last december i had something going and we had picked a date and i had, yep. i had even cast you know it was all people i didn't know like i cast them on whatever and you know from sat casting and and Matt was going to be the cinematographer for me, and we had gone and do, done some practice shooting and stuff at this house, and we were all ready, and then I got COVID. And it was like, we were going to shoot that, I think, like December 10th or something, so there was, like, no rescheduling, you yeah. know, at that time. It was like, well, we'll just come back to this in the in the new year, and then, you know, the the basically the location I had kind of fell off. And that's the thing I'm realizing, too, is, not just people you know get them while Place. they're available but like locations too it's like oh, it always yeah. is, is such a bummer to lose a date you know like that when you have something set because all kinds of things can just fall off yep um, so it really is a miracle to just get anything done that's for sure
0: yeah 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 movies movies are miracles every every one of them i don't care if it's one minute or seven hours <laughs> <laughs> it's it yeah. all it all seems it all see I mean the uh if you could give one piece of advice, if somebody's listening to this right now, that's like just got this burning itch to make something and get out there and and, and do it, what would be the biggest piece of advice other than go do it?
1: Um oh that's interesting. Other than go do it. Well Okay, so it's kind of like a go do it, but it's a little it's a little different. I like like um, I think what's cool about contests is you get out of your way, you get out of your own way. So like to somebody like me, like, right. Who had, who had, you know, like made some stuff or whatever. It's like, like the best thing to do is to just say, I'm going to make something and I don't get, you know, whatever, whatever happens, however it comes out, I'm just going to do it. And so even if you just make a crummy little movie, you know, you've made a crummy little movie. And I think that just finishing something, going from A to B and getting it done, it's like you just get so much out of that But even if it's something that you'll never share with anybody or you just hide away, it's like just doing that, you know, means so much. And then it's like, then you go on to your next one, you know? Um, And so for me, when I did that 48-hour, the first one, Alternative Timeline, I... um, I committed to myself that I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this movie. I'm going to participate in this contest. Even if I just turn in a movie on Sunday night, that's just me sitting in a chair talking. I was like, I'm going to do it. And, and I really put myself through it that night. I had like a plan for what I was going to do. And then they threw all this stuff at me and I was like, crap, I have to throw out my plan and rewrite something. And I desperately wanted to quit. Um, at that point, but I had committed to myself and that I had lined people up. And so I just, that's just it. I just say muscle through it. There you go. Like there's highs and lows, like emotionally and like psychologically. And I, I don't, I <laughs> don't I think we're all, all artists or probably all filmmakers. We're all kind of a shit show. Yeah. Um, and so there's <laughs> just so many voices that can stop it. You know, um, you just got to keep pushing through, I guess.
0: I, 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 I find I think, I think one thing that I would, I, would, I would offer up is that when it's over, if you're able to get through the beginning of the, the pre-production and you write your script and you get people together and, you know, against all odds, get that movie in the can, once you've shot it, you have not made your movie. You have gotten to the halfway point. And I, for, for me, on my first experience, it was such a come down to film it because in your head you romanticize that part of the process. We spent months prepping that movie and well, the, the man in the a man in the alley and you know getting everyone together gave ourselves plenty of time and you know we shot it in a total of 11 hours. You know we probably put in 50 or 60, you know probably more than that going into it and I was just waxed. I was done. I was like, "Oh, all right, I made a movie. I made a movie." I remember I remember clapping hands with the with the cinematographer and I'm like, "We made a movie." I'm like, "No, no you didn't. <laughs> you you put a movie, you put a bunch of footage into a camera." You shot a movie, you shot your scenes, but you haven't made your movie yet. You have to, and that became, a, that became very difficult for me with the post-production was to staying tapped into those creative juices and that feeling after such a heavy come down After all that pr- pressure of that moment wears off and the high goes off and you're like, oh, I have to edit this. I have to do sound design. And after I, and, and, and like, those are not small things. Those make up, that's your, I have to, you know, I have to, you know, color correct. Or, you know, luckily you put it in black and white. But I mean, you're thinking, no, two thirds of the time making a movie is going to be on the back end. So you have to find a way, even if you don't love it, to embrace the suck or to love it. Find which one works for you, but like whatever it is. That for me, that was the muscle through moment. It wasn't anything up and and it was just that post-production process was something I didn't I thought I would just be able to keep all that hype and energy up and Oh yeah. and And there's
1: and there's usually a come down, you know, there too, like when you look at your footage and you're like well, this isn't my movie. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. This is a bunch of people in the alley, like, you know. You know, what's this? Trying to figure something out. Oh, you know? shit.
0: There's a light stand in my shot. Oh, no, this movie's blown. <laughs> I only got one take of that? What was I thinking? <laughs> it's just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's hard. It's hard. And, and, yeah, you come in, you start looking at footage, and it's painful. Um, and, like, yeah, it's like it's not your movie yet. And, and it, is, it is hard to not... Um, it's hard to stay with it. it it's to be it, like, okay, I got, it. you know, especially when like, you know, when we were editing your movie, we started off in that first scene and it's a lot of dialogue and it was tough.
0: It was days, you know? weeks. It was tough. Weeks on it was a like three a minutes on you. Yeah. The, the thought to me is, is I, I kind of like dread and also feel excited about the day when I become more workmanlike about it, where I where I have so much experience that I'm not, you know, emotionally triggered by things as much. You know, I'm looking at more dispa- <laughs> d- dispassion. Does
1: that ever, does that ever happen? <laughs> I
0: feel I feel like when you when I listen to people who've been doing it for a long time, like if you listen to a podcast with like real filmmakers, or you know, listen to a mm. d- DVD commentary, they're very dispassionate about how they're explaining how a lot of things come from practicality or from like, you know. uh you know, this is why we did this because you know, you know, it's never that flowery, it's never that special. It's you know, it's something like this is why we did it because it worked, <laughs> or like you know, we were yeah. you know, did this forever and it, You hear them talk and there's not like a well, I was just so excited to get out there and do it like me. If you were to ask me, I'd be like, oh, I loved it, <laughs> you know. But like they kind of just, it's their job, it's their job, but it's it's also like their passion and their job, and it's you know, maybe it's a level of desensitization that for me because it's so overly stimulating. That like when I come down yeah. off of it, it's it's a come down. I lost like ten pounds in the process of us making that movie. I mean,
1: yeah, it. Yeah, ha- I it,
0: it. it takes a toll, and I mean, and it takes time to recover. And you know, in like somebody like me, I finish it, and I'm like, I need to be doing something else. I need to start again now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, there's a natural like I, I. You often hear there's a natural like come down. Yeah. Once once everything is in the can. Right. There's like this natural thing, because then it's like it's like this this harsh reality, too, of like all of a sudden it's like, OK, so go make it, <laughs> you know, like go put it together. This is your thing now. There's no more there's no more planning. There's no more Yeah, getting it. It's like it's all right there. You know, and that's a real, that's a, that's a weird reality, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's a lot to, you know, a lot to that. and It's kind of like scary to watch it and everybody wants to, you know, step away from it for a period of time, which is totally reasonable. Yeah. Um, But that, and that's, dude, and that's a great example. This, 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 this kind of what we're talking about now is a great example of why the 48 or like some of those contests are a great way to start. Right. Is it just doesn't give you time. To
0: get in your own way, exactly. No, exactly. Like you were talking, as you said, we were we were talking earlier. Not having to explain yourself to somebody can sometimes be a very, very, very good thing. Like I remember, like usually when you know, and I appreciate this as somebody who feels needs to be asked why I'm doing something. Cause I will go into left field. I will do things just to do them. And I mean, and those are all things like I could notice in somebody else, but I have a hard time noticing it in myself. So it's like important for me to bounce ideas off of people and to like continuously push that forward. But you know, I think that the script that I just wrote, you know, I kind of was like, I'm just going to do this. And like I remember I sent you that parrot head last night and I was like, Oh he's probably gonna go why? Oh yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> 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 and I was like, I'm not even gonna explain it. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. Oh yeah. No like, need. I'm used yeah. to I'm used to this with you now. Like yeah. you know, you're like, Well, I'm making a love story and then it's like, Okay. And then you send me like a you know, a gravy boat you know, with eyeballs in it or something. (laughs) It's like, oh yeah, (laughs) sounds about right. Lots Lots of interesting, lots of interesting details. Um, yeah, but that's what's, that's what's really fun is that that's what's kind of cool about meeting different filmmakers is like everybody's got their like thing, and I I kind of like you know not not to pigeonhole anybody into a thing you know right, or anything right, like that of course that, of course but everybody's kind of got their like style and their and their thing, and it's just kind of cool. It's like everybody everybody is different, and I,
0: and um, I can, and I can say to any, it's fun, and I can say to anybody listening to this, I think the most the, the part of the process that is so neat is to watch your style happen. Is to watch, you know, to see it kind of create because you have it in your head what you think you are. You have it in your head what you think you wanna see. But your instincts in a lot of these situations are going to create something also with you, like almost like your co captain is your instincts. And you're gonna start to see that's what I do instinctually. That's how I feel when I'm, especially in writing. I I don't think I, I haven't put enough stuff in a camera to know that visually, but I know from a writing standpoint now, like, okay. This is generally where this is gonna go, you know. How am I gonna do it? Like, I'll write something very bland and then go back in. And I'm a collaborator, so like, you know, me and my neighbor will get together. Anthony and I'll just—that's where we came up with the parrot last night. We we're like, what we were trying—we were trying to figure out like, what, what if you're gonna have a slasher? He needs a wacky mask. And then I don't know what triggered Jimmy Buffett in our head, but something did. <laughs> We're like, yeah. You know what? Let's do it. And then you know, like, we, I wanted Eric, my friend Eric to be in a movie. Not, and a lot of times, another thing too is the people that you get to be actors at this level sometimes are not actors. They're probably your friends, and yeah. make and being able to tailor the material to have your friends be able to give you what they want, or strangers who don't know how to act, give you what you want is it, it requires to make the material relatively easy for them to interpret and to demonstrate. It's it's kind of a challenge, but you figure it out. You want to make them look as best as they can. But the way I could get Eric on screen was to put a big giant parrot head on his head. He already wears Hawaiian shirts. He's already six foot four. I was like, I don't have to pay anything, and he can kind of fit into this naturally. (laughs) Sure. Sure. I just need you to walk. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Don't you don't have to Mm -hmm. speak. Well, thank you so much for coming on. yeah, of we're course. Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna button it up here. If you uh, again, that's Ethan Eskelson um, on YouTube. Please watch 35 in Dog Years. It is an amazing experience. Have tissues nearby. Just very de- deserving of its accolade, and I'm just very glad that it's something that you get to have forever. And I'm glad it's something that you know people close to you and people that are getting to know you can go, really just kind of look and see you. That's a very vulnerable thing to give to the world, and. I I appreciate it, and I find it insanely admirable. And uh, I can't wait for us to work on something very soon. And to all of you, and to all of course, and to all of you out there, uh, please tune in next week. Um, We're going to be talking about local theaters and the importance of being able to showcase Sacramento talent, even if it's in a you know no matter the size of the venue, and you know people that keep that small sort of boutique thing churning and. This is one of those things that adds identity to a city that desperately wants to have one. So um, I will uh, be back on next week. And until then, this is the Gorillas of Sacramento. Thank you very much, and I hope you all have a, a beautiful weekend.